Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. The Rudy Giuliani Show. Welcome back to the Rudy Giuliani Show. We will uh, be with you, bringing you a lot of the news that's kept from you, which is very satisfying. I love it particularly when I either get you the items of the news that are censored deliberately by the Biden regime and their lackeys and, and uh, co-conspirators or that are uh, described in a totally false or, or, distorted, or distorted way. Uh, it... Uh, <laughs> not hard to do because it's most of what they have on their front page. Uh, so uh, why don't we start uh, today with something you're probably not uh, going to to uh, hear or see or um, or get to take a very good look at on the news tonight. And that is uh, Trump, uh, because we weren't in court and we have reports of what went on in court uh we don't know what Trump's defense is going to be. Now, I could give Trump's defense for you. I have, actually, because the case is absurd. It's a fraud case in which no one lost money. Now, oh, my goodness, you could technically bring such a case. And a couple of uh, left-wing lawyers even found their way on Newsmax this morning. Uh, left-wing lawyers have a very high-pitched voice. They're difficult for me to hear. But he was making the point, well, some of the documents have statements that aren't completely accurate. And that's what it's about, not whether people lost money or not. Well, hey, uh, jerk, if you prosecuted every case where there were statements that weren't accurate, um, oh, you'd probably have everybody prosecuted. Generally, fraud, uh, and they ha- it does have this little, little element in it that you probably never paid attention to because you probably talk out loud and you disturb yourself with your voice. But there has to be materiality, meaning it can't just be a false statement and they're going to go check anyway. And in any event, that has to explain why everything that James relied on in her witch hunt turned out to be no foul no loss for anyone. So let's go to cut 16 and let's have the man defend himself. It's a witch hunt. It's a disgrace. We have a corrupt attorney general in the state. You see how she does. And now uh, we'll go to 17. This trial could have been brought years ago, but they waited till I was right in the middle of my campaign. It's all run by DOJ, which is corrupt. Well, let's listen to uh, 18. We have a racist attorney general who's a horror show who ran on the basis that she was going to get Trump before she even knew anything about me. Well, 
let's take up a few of these things that generally would get a case dismissed. I've never actually heard of a person running for attorney general or prosecutor uh, with a single focus on a scalp that she wanted to get. But that, of course, was Tris James's uh, campaign. Hard to remember anything else about it, uh, but her lack of distinction in public office up to that point where I think she was the one who who disgraced herself at the at the uh, at the inauguration of Mayor Bloomberg. I may have her confused with someone else. I'll check before I charge her with that. But in any event, uh, she did run a campaign that I found uh, totally offensive as a ethical, honest prosecutor, which is the reason why I am being uh, uh, pursued by the Bar Association, because I have the willingness to tell the truth about the 2020 election. And I'm not allowed to do that, or I'm not allowed to say what I believe is true based on my investigations as a lawyer. I have to say what the Biden apparatchik state requires me to say. So, uh, so this attorney general should really have been disqualified from office for having run as a single issue candidate. Get Trump. I used to listen to her speeches and say, I do not believe this. This is like the old West. I'm going to get the guy and, you know, the mob is going to do justice. And then she ends up with a stupid civil case involving bank applications where she finds, she says, false statements. One could say mistakes. Everybody can say they didn't harm anybody. Nobody lost a penny. She's got thousands of cases in her totally disorganized, incompetent office to prosecute or to go forward with. And she picks one where no one was hurt. Will you go help some little old ladies, dopey? How about we just get rid of her? If this isn't a political prosecution, there's no such thing as a political prosecution. My goodness, and then it has to be seen in the bigger picture. The leading Republican candidate for president of the United States. Indeed, right now, it could change the leading candidate for president of the United States. That public opinion, American public opinion, finds to be the person by about a 10-point margin they want most for president. She has decided you can't have him because I'm going to prosecute him. And uh, my, my, my friend who lets all the criminals out on the street in New York brag, he doesn't have much to do because he doesn't prosecute anybody. So he's going to go after him for a case that's so old nobody can remember what happened. And then uh, uh, the uh, uh, hitman that has been in more ethical trouble than anybody in the Justice Department, this Smith guy, who already has destroyed the career of a governor who he indicted. It cost him his uh, ability to run for president. And then the Supreme Court unanimously overturned the case 
because of the unethical, I'd say illegal actions of the guy that Garland selected to be the hitman for Trump. You think that was a just an accidental selection? Let's go. Let's see if we can find our most unethical prosecutor. Some guy that's been reversed. Not too many people in the Justice Department that have been reversed by the Supreme Court. Eight nothing. The guy bringing that case is one of them. And the case is a joke. He's trying Trump for asserting his rights to try to have a review of the 2020 election. And they love to say there's no evidence of fraud because they kept the evidence out. No judge would allow a hearing. Very suspicious. But myself and my colleagues got the evidence in front of legislatures in the form of testimony. One of them resulted in a 40 or 50 hour uh, uh, hearing and investigation with a formal report from a highly distinguished senator in Georgia with a vote by his committee. If it wasn't unanimous, I don't think it was unanimous, but it did have some Democratic votes that highlighted and, and, and relied on specific witnesses to explain how the election of uh, 2020 in Georgia was, uh, well, he comes to the conclusion that the number of fraudulent acts that were proven in front of his committee were outcome determinative. In other words, they would have changed the result of that very narrow election. And he goes into detail, for example, in explaining what happened at the State Farm Arena and how it clearly violates the law, even with the misrepresentations, confusion, and lies that are uh, supplied by the Attorney General and the Governor. Now, people say, well, the Attorney General and the Governor were Republicans. Why did they side with the Democrats? Because why did they reach the deal in the first place with the Democrats to change Georgia law and not go to the legislature and do it? Why did Kemp and Raffsenberger do that? The reason that Kemp and Raffsenberger didn't protest the election is because for all intents and purposes, they were on the same side. And they had plenty of shady dealings that they were worried about. So when you look at them, please don't look at two pure Republicans. So with all of that, whether you believe it or not, he had it all. He believed it. And he had a right to assert that he wanted a fair count. Uh, he, uh, now, you can get angry at him for it. You can uh, not vote for him. You could say bad, whatever you want to say. But you don't put him in jail. And then, oh, just in case, you do essentially the same case in Georgia with this fanny, fanny prosecutor who, I don't know, looks like she wants to indict about 80 people. 
She's got 18 indicted, and she's got about 20 more on a list, which I say is being done deliberately to tie them up so they won't testify as defense witnesses because they will deprive people, including yours truly, of his due process right to corroborate my innocence because I am totally innocent. Everything I said is based on something someone gave me, showed me, demonstrated to me. Most of them now can't testify because Fanny has them under indictment or under threat of indictment. You get it? It's a very, very intricate scheme, which I think would have made um, Soviet and Nazi prosecutors extremely proud of how they have completely destroyed our system of justice, which isn't even entitled to that name any longer. When we come back, we're going to ask the question, is Jamal Bowman an orphanist or a total, complete moron? We'll be right back. The former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you on the Rudy Giuliani Show. And uh, I said I raised a question, uh, arsonist or moron? And that, uh, of course, you would know immediately I must be talking about a member of the New York congressional delegation, uh, which could be one of the weakest um, in, in Congress, and certainly the one that does the least for its state, judging by the great amount of help that Adams and Hochul are getting for the massive numbers of illegals they invited here. Of course, part of it could be that they invited them here, particularly Adams, and therefore the congressional delegation, let's give them a little break, is having a difficult time getting money because they're being told by their colleagues, well, Adams said he wanted them. And all of them come here with a great uh, picture of New York because Adams has been talking for years about how they should come to New York. New York would be the best place to be. You get extra benefits here. And even now, when he seems to be kind of developing the courage, it's taking a long, long time. I wonder what kind of cop he was. But in any event, it's taking years to develop the courage to, to criticize, um, you know, Biden's not closing the border. They made a squeaky little one yesterday, and the Post is all excited about it, that Hochul said something about, Congress should close the border. Congress should close the border. I don't know. Uh, did anybody ever teach Hochul uh, Congress passes laws? There's somebody, um, I don't know, it may be hard to remember, but there's somebody called the president. He executes the laws. So, yes, yes, Congress can say you can't come in here illegally. You want him to say it again? And then uh, Biden can stop them. That's what Trump did. That's how he got it down to like a 10, 12-year low. Immediately upon coming in, he, he reversed all of uh, Trump's uh, uh, excellent policies, even ones praised by the left. And uh, there's no doubt we have no border. Uh, the lying done by his administration is monumental uh, to the point of... Um, I mean, to the point of embarrassment, I don't know what's room, embarrassment, whatever. So, so, um, 
So they were having the, the vote on, you know, whether the government should be funded or not. And it got kind of comp, admittedly, it got kind of complicated. It looked for a while like the government would close down, which might not be such a bad thing. Last couple of times it did it. I don't remember too much being lost. I know my son didn't get paid for a couple of weeks. Then he got a big giant check. He kind of like, kind of liked it in a way. Um, but he had to earn a family. So maybe people, you know, in other situations, it's not the same, but in any, any event, uh, whether you were for the close down or you weren't, it was a close question. And, uh, I don't know at what point we were and what was going to happen, but, um, the socialist from New York. Now, how we have a socialist from New York is kind of strange because they really are all communists. So I don't know what they're doing with a socialist. Jamal Bowman, who, um, is well known for his subtlety and, uh, and, and very smooth behavior. Uh, pulled a, um, a fire alarm and uh, created a ruckus, of course, in the Congress. Uh, there are, I wish we were on television because I have a film of it, and there are only two conclusions you can reach. Either uh, Jamal Bowman is an arsonist who did it on purpose, to create the possibility of serious bodily damage to people who could panic happens with false alarms. I am particularly uh, sensitive to this so, because when I was a child, one of my early memories is an uncle of mine who was on a hook and ladder, went to a, a false alarm in Brooklyn, hit a pothole, went flying off the tiller, virtually broke his back and was in the hospital for four months in, in tremendous pain. I guess one of the reasons I respect firefighters so much, he returned, spent 20 more years in a fire department, 27-year career, retired as a captain, much decorated. We'll be back, and we'll finish uh, The Arsonist or Moron. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back with the Rudy Giuliani show. And um, let's see. Let's see what the conclusion is uh, with regard to the arsonist or moron from. Um, well, he's spending a lot of time in court. So let's use him as an arbiter here. This would be uh, six. I think this is uh, Trump, I believe. A lot of your critics say the same thing. Mayor Eric Adams now is frustrated. He's angry. You know, he can't handle the situation. Who could, okay? But he was the same guy, Mayor Eric Adams, who was yelling and screaming, Hey, we're a sanctuary city. Come on, come all. He was... I think I have the wrong one, but I got a good one. <laughs> I got a good one. That's our, that's our good friend Sid, of course. I can tell by the voice. If you don't know Sid's voice, get off the radio. 
Uh, you got to do some back. You got to do some background work before you're allowed to uh, be in uh, Radio 302. You have to go back to Radio 101 if you don't know Sid's voice. Sid's making the point that Adams asked all the people here. I mean, this is really ridiculous because you know he 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 doesn't show it when he talks, but when he goes and he talks to all the professionals, you know, the other the other county executives and. And even in his own party, he says, you know, you t- can you take a couple from me? And da-da. they say, well, what the hell did you invite him here for if you didn't have the resources for it? Yeah, we thought you were kind of being a jerk when you did it. Now you, now you want us to get unelected like you by, 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 by doing that? I, you know, I don't know. I do not know how uh, sometimes these guys think they're going to, they're, I mean, it's like they're not polit. I don't know how to put it the right way. They're not politicians. You know, you have to. And politicians have to. You, I got to give you something, so uh, so you'll give me something. Uh, <laughs> you know. Now, the issue with the trial is that Trish James should be removed as the prosecutor. Because uh, she has displayed over-the-top bias, as has the judge. We'll deal with that one later. But let's play. Let's play the um, the best of Trish James trying to destroy Donald Trump. Will you sue him for us? Oh, we're going to definitely sue. We're going to be a real pain. In the I will never be afraid to challenge this illegitimate president. We need to focus on Donald Trump. We need to follow his money. What is fueling my soul right now is Trump. This illegitimate president. I look forward to going into the office of Attorney General every day, suing him and then going home. What about all the people getting killed Nobody got, Trump didn't cheat anybody, uh, uh, fat mouth. This is all you think about is Donald Trump? Now, you voted for her, I didn't. But tell, tell me that's, that's a, that's an unbiased prosecutor. Or that's a prosecutor with beyond even the usual venom that prosecutors have, but, uh, with an obsessive compulsive Reaction to Donald Trump. I mean, uh, mm, mm, mm. let's go to let's go to Michelle, who I think has a, a comment on arsonist or moron. Hello. Yes, Michelle. Hello? How are you? Good. Good. So, listen. Speak up a little, Michelle. Like- Oh sure, let me go outside a minute. I'm, I'm, I'm at the. I just went into the UPS store. Um, no, I wanted to say we had we had a fire drill in my school building today. Bowman was um, was Bowman simple. around? <laughs> was he hanging around? Want me to check on his whereabouts? Yes, with Adam. <laughs> um, no, the uh, he was a principal at a charter school in the Bronx. Every building has fire alarms on every floor. There's no way he could have mistaken it. He knows what they look like. They're trained about it. And the excuse, I mean, that's that's shameful. 
I wonder what happened yeah, to the yeah. reading scores and the math scores of the poor kids at that school. Man. Oh, yeah. What a disgrace. What a disgrace. And, of course, all the lying Democrats are supporting him, right? They need to, but they could do something. They said something about having censured or something, and that's disgraceful. Oh, my God, have him censured. My God, they, I mean, they won't take, they, they, they won't do anything to uh, President Biden from taking $31 million from the Red Chinese. They're going to send to him. Um, he's sitting there, he's sitting there with all the Chinese food he wants for the rest of his life, and all he had to do is give up the air base to them. And we're going to do that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you guys know that a Nobel Peace Prize, a Nobel Prize was given out to two guys named Carrico and Weissman for helping to develop the vaccine that's not a vaccine. This is a vaccine that gets you sick, the COVID vaccine. It's the one where if you take it, you're more likely to get COVID than if you don't. And you might be more likely to spread it. It's also the vaccine that was promised by Biden to cure and to stop the disease, like the polio vaccine, uh, except now you need a booster every four months, and a, a, that pumps a, mil, a billion more into Pfizer and all the rest of the uh, people supplying the money to the corrupt politicians. A, a Nobel Peace Prize for a vaccine that's not even a vaccine? It's only called a vaccine because they're using Orwellian 1984 descriptions of words that don't mean what they mean. A vaccine is supposed to prevent an illness. You get the polio vaccine, and then, God willing, with a few exceptions, right, nothing's 100%, you don't get polio. Here, you get the COVID vaccine, and you get COVID. And it is possible in some studies, particularly done outside the United States where they don't cheat as much, that you are more likely to get COVID and more likely to go to the hospital and some of these studies more likely to die. And they got the Nobel Prize. Isn't that nice? Think maybe that's a woke, left-wing, corrupt organization? Goddamn. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. I don't mean to take the name of the Lord that God in vain. I, I confess immediately without even the seal of confessional. How about we go to Andrew in Stanhope? Hey, how's it going, Rudy? Woke, speaking of woke, did you graduate from Brooklyn School of Law? No, no, I graduated from oh, uh, New York, NYU. Oh, even better, because I was working with C-SPAN for the Brooklyn uh, Book Festival and the communists who had their stand, I completely. Oh, we were filled with, with communists. <laughs> Always, I was. I mean, I've been. I've been fighting communists since I was about ten. And they had a sign that said, um, "Mayor Adams is a black Giuliani," meaning that he locked up or he's, you know, incarcerating black people. But it's the opposite. First of all, he's not incarcerating; he's making the streets more dangerous. And you saved black lives. There's grown men that are black men that would have been killed if you weren't mayor. And they well, thank get you for saying their, that. You know, yeah. it takes guts in New York City to say that. People, do you, do you know who tell me who, t who tells me that more than anyone? Black people. They've got yeah, the guts right. to come up and tell me that uh, right on the street. They'll say it's a shame what they do to you. I know you save more black lives than any of these crooked black politicians. 
Absolutely. It's, it's nice. And it, it, it's worth it. It makes it worth it. All the crap that you got makes it worth it. Regular people, they're not the phony politicians or the academia elites like Obama and Eric Holder. And when I was 2016 working in in New York, in New Jersey, like Newark Patterson covering crimes, sometimes black men, older black men would sometimes come up to me and start telling me how much they like Trump and how much they support Trump. So so that's what I mean, the rank and file, like even with the uh, Ferguson, where they said he had his hands up, but he didn't. If you look at the people that were witnesses, they were all black and they all told the truth that he didn't have his hands up. So my point is that the people know that what you're saying is true and they benefit benefit and lastly on cnn you were right when you said to de blasio his son should fear other black kids not uh some kind yeah, of white i mean if, if, if i i have i i i try when i when i think things out like particularly when i do it by myself i kind of talk to myself when i think things out i say to myself as honestly as i can if i were a black father you know, African-American, my son was African-American, I want to keep him alive. And let's say we lived in a neighborhood of high, of high crime with lots of guns. I would, I would say, um, let's look at the numbers. I mean, uh, there's a 10 to 1 chance, maybe better, uh, Sonny, that you're going to get killed by a black kid than a cop. I mean, maybe more than that, but it's certainly at least 10 to 1. In Chicago, it's way more than that. So now we got to figure out how uh, how we deal with that. And I'll tell you what my parents did. Similar problem. When I was seven, we moved out of Brooklyn because my mother and father were afraid I was getting in with the wrong kids, uh, Italian kids and Irish kids, and uh, who were bad kids. It isn't it isn't inherent to black people. Uh, there's no Italian American that should be able to say that uh, crime is inherent to black people. We had a pretty good sampling of crime. So, you know, cut it out if that's what you think. Uh, how about uh, how about Mimi in Hyde, New Hyde Park? Hi. I, I want to talk to you about the uh, um, the Supreme Court denying President Trump uh, his case about putting his name on the ballots in four states. I forgot. I think it's Colorado. They won't hear it. Well, I mean, I, I I just have this feeling, and excuse me if it's if it's um, um, if it's if it's the informed guesswork of somebody who has been interested, involved, and a student and participant in politics for seventy years. I just think the court decided we're not going to get involved in this. I think that's what happened in twenty twenty two. That's why we got so many of those. No standing, uh, to bring the case. You know, we got, there were some cases, I was even involved in with people that were, you know, litigating for Trump and for Magger and whatever, where they go, they go to the court when they change the rules before the election. And the court would say, no standing, the election hasn't taken place yet. Then they'd come back and they'd say, either no standing or, how about this, latches. I bet you don't know what latches is. L-A-C-H-E-S. He came too late. Like they waited 10 days after the election. So you can't tell me there wasn't a little understanding going on. When I stood there in front of the one case that I argued and the judge wouldn't hear witnesses, I said to myself, hmm, my dad used to take me to boxing gyms in the old days when it was well known that boxers 
you had to give a fight or two here or there. I said, oh, boy, these judges, somebody reached these guys. You don't want to hear the witnesses. That doesn't make any sense. Yes, it does. Because if you heard the witnesses, and if you heard uh, them uh, in numbers and in court, you would realize immediately you couldn't ignore it because this isn't coming from Trump. It isn't coming from Giuliani. It isn't coming from Meadows. It's coming from Mary Jane, who who was shown how you take a phony registration and apply it to a ballot a hundred times. It was uh, uh, it was coming from somebody who saw ballots brought in that looked like they were just had been typed up and written up by a machine because they came in in a garbage truck. They were ready to testify to this. Now, a number of them did before the legislatures. They were harassed. Some of them lost their jobs. But the testimony still exists. Best place it's organized is in Georgia, and I would re- recommend to you the report of of uh, uh, Senator William Ligon. Now, let me tell you what they've done, because here's part of the very broad Democrat conspiracy to stop him from being president, which is like Chapter 7 that begins with uh, Russian collusion. So somebody like uh, uh, Senator Ligon, uh, probably would like to testify, but he can't because they have him on that list, you know, that second list of people they're thinking about indicting in Georgia. So Senator Ligon's lawyer says, gee, Bill, you can't testify because, you know, uh, we got a Fifth Amendment issue to think about here. So what they've done is by lining up, first of all, by lining up four cases in the election year, they make it impossible for them to campaign. And they make certain that some kind of bad publicity is coming out at all times. Four cases in one year, and they had two years to bring them, and they're all bull S cases. They really are. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with the mayors of Final Thoughts. America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you with the mayor's final thoughts, sponsored by Tunnel to Towers. Tunnel to Towers is there for the people. Maybe they are most important in our society. They certainly rank up with there aren't too many that are more important because they're on the battle lines that separate us from death and destruction. (laughs) They're the people who are uniform members of the military and the civilian uh, law enforcement and first responders. And when they are seriously injured or, God forbid, lose their lives in the line of duty, it's Tunnel to Towers that's there, not with theoretical help, but with practical help, eventually all kinds of help, but they're there. If the life is lost, it's Tunnel to Towers that's there. As soon as Frank can get there, or one of his, one of his, uh, one of his delegates, and they've got the check to pay off the mortgage, and to then give you plenty of advice on what else to do and where to find help, and immediately, I mean, you may have family, you may have others, but immediately, experts who have been through this are holding your hand. And I'm telling you, I don't care how tough you are. The, uh, I've seen it, you know, so many times I have dreams about it. So 
this is one of the most important things you can do. Just take it from me. Second, they're there also uh, when uh, a, a, a first responder or a soldier or a law enforcement officer becomes uh, uh, catastrophically injured and now is uh, very much handicapped in their ability to, to, to use their home and to get around. They build smart homes. And they work for the maximum amount of independence and dignity and, and boy does that help. So, 11 bucks per month, tunnel the towers, t2t.org, t, the number two t.org. It's gonna make you feel better when you do it. And if you get a chance, thank Frank and the Silla family for giving you the opportunity. I do. I do. I've been with them just about day one. Actually, day two. <laughs> and it's one of the best things I've done. Okay. So I'm going to conclude with what happened today in court because I, uh, I watched it this morning and it was such a great disappointment. I mean, I've spent a good deal of my life in the New York courts, not so much in the Supreme Court that I looked at today, although I've argued cases there, mostly across the street in the federal court. And uh, to know that you have a, a, a judge that is a progressive, whatever the hell that means, judge who's ruled against Trump 100% of the time, I have no doubt what his ruling is going to be. I have no doubt that this entire trial is all trying to make a record on appeal and how dispiriting that is to a lawyer who believes in justice, which hopefully are still most lawyers. And I went to law school with some of these left-wing people. I don't know what's wrong with them. I, I don't know. I don't. What, what I believe happens is ideology can interfere with rationality. And um, it's either at times a, an intellectual uh, uh, problem, a lack of intellectual discipline, or it's sometimes an emotional problem. It's something they need to hold on to. I've often thought they become zealots because they've lost God. You know, many, 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 many uh, drug addicts and, and, and alcoholics will tell you that it was belief in God that got me through. And then the cynics will say, well, you need a cult or something. Or, Well, God isn't a cult, my friends. <laughs> I don't know why uh, you people who don't believe in God think you're so damn smart that you cannot believe in God. Uh, maybe you can have doubts. All do. St. Augustine had doubts. But you explain to me how this world began, huh? You're not going to be able to do it. I don't care who the hell you are. God bless America. He will.